Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start out by saying thank you to our sponsors, Big Farig Coolers. They offer coolers, cattle coolers that hold medication and vaccinations, tumblers, growlers, and dry boxes. The coolest thing about Big Farig is you can customize it, customize it all with whatever you want. Uh, check them out at bigfarig.com, and uh, if you have any questions, email at info at bigfarig. Our next one is Glory Visuals. They specialize in wedding and commercial films. So they do videography and it's incredible. Y'all should go check them out on social media. You also can check them out on glorivisuals.com. Next up, other guys outfitters. They specialize in dry field and Canada goose hunts. Uh, they run from November through February, and they've done an awesome video of Dive Bomb Industry, so you check it out. If you want to book a hunt, uh, call Crager at 308-637-7777, or check the other guys' outfitters on Facebook and Instagram. Next up is Faithful Images. Ooh. This is our personal photography business. Um, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Faithful Images Nebraska, or our website, our website, faithfulimages.org. Next up, uh, Redbeard's Custom Calls. He runs the Timber Rattler or the Cut Down Duck Call and Crossing Guard Goose Call. Awesome calls, awesome quality. This guy's no, he knows what he's doing. So give uh, Andrew a call at 712-898-6989 and uh, let him know we sent you because he'll give you 10% off. Yeah, buddy. All right, next one is Chaku Peru, owned by Angelo. He specializes in big game and waterfowl hunts in the U.S., Mexico, South America, Europe, and Australia. So you can check him out at chakupru.com or contact him at 469-999-4043. Last one up and a new sponsor to the podcast, Whitetail Taxidermy in Louisville, Nebraska. Owned by Jody Schultz. Uh, you might know him as Pappy from our YouTube. Awesome guy, and he's an award-winning taxidermist. So give him a call at... 402-630-0031. With that being said, those are our BRH podcast sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of them, and let's jump into the episode. One, welcome back to another episode of the Big Red Hunters podcast. I'm Shay Idle, and I'm Hunter Idle, and today's title is Fifty Shades of Hunting. So, guys, I know what you're probably thinking: Are we going to talk about SEX? Well, I mean, we could, but this podcast is actually about balancing relationships and hunting. So, babe, what is the number one thing in relationships that is super important to do? More hunting. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ed, this has been something that's uh, really important in uh, you, pretty much any relationship, but especially hunting is communication for sure. Hey. Yeah! That is right. <laughs> Good job, honey. So Shay decided that uh, she would mess with the soundboard, and she figured out sounds, and now she won't give it up. Guys, it's great. Oh, my gosh. Just wait. There's some good ones. Just wait. Throughout the whole podcast, it's going to be magical. 
Yay. <laughs> All right. So communication, babe. Yes, communication. So uh, I think it's a good way to kind of talk about our relationship starting out. We kind of, I kind of mentioned in our last podcast, uh, this is more of an extension because Shay wasn't really able to be a part of the last podcast, uh, balancing life and hunting with uh, Jeremy. Uh, she was out taking photos with faithful images. Oh, yeah. So if you're Lincoln in Lincoln, Nebraska and looking to do some photos, engagement, portraits, whatever, let us know. For sure. So Shay wanted to jump in and give her experience with this because, well, we need the experience of the lady in our relationship too. Right. So uh, the beginning of our relationship was pretty interesting. Uh, I kind of mentioned a lot of that podcast that – I went from being in college, working to, and spending most of my either evenings, especially, and then the weekends with Shay. Right. Um, and I went from there, and then it transitioned to where I hunted a few times with a buddy, and then next year, it was like all out. It was like right. zero to 100. So for us, it was not easy because... The way I viewed it is, this is my free time, so I'm just going to go do whatever I want to do and wherever I want to do it, and that doesn't really pan out in a relationship. Yeah, it was a little bit of a rocky start, which, I mean, at that time, I was really excited that you, like, found something that you loved, but like you said, you kind of went balls to the wall. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Fifty shades of haunted. (laughs) But, I mean, every weekend, every second that we had free time, you wanted to hunt. And so it honestly caused a lot of arguments um, in our relationship at the beginning because we struggled to balance that. So the big thing is communicating. um, Really for, for her, and this is something we had to hash out, was it... It, sh- it wasn't a thing that she was, like, totally against hunting. Right. Really, it was, I just was out to do what I wanted to do and that, you know, I didn't really want to compromise, compromise, which was wrong. Um, and, you know, we both had to compromise in certain circumstances just because she had to compromise her giving up some time spending with me to allow me to enjoy hunting. And right. there was some compromise on me communicating a lot better. Right. And, I mean, if I could chime in, too, like, at that beginning point when you first got into hunting, like it came off as I didn't support you because I'd always be like, you never spend time with me. You're always hunting. You don't love me because you're just hunting all the time. Hunting's more important than me. And like a lot of relationships actually struggle with this. And I think that the biggest thing is, you know, ladies like I can't say in all cases, but in most cases, that's totally not true. If they're with you, they love you and they care for you. Um, but hunting is like their getaway. And so not necessarily from, from you, but like a way to get away from work and, you know, family, everything, just like a good getaway. And so ladies, make sure you are working with them or men, whoever is the hunter, working with them in a manner of, you know, hey, Saturday, Go hunting. Sunday, can we have a date night or something? Like, work both ways because I think that it's only helping each other out if you work both ways, I guess, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. No, I hear you there. Uh, for me, on my side, I, I really had to communicate about what I was doing. So, right. just as a general, guys, this happens whenever you go anywhere. <laughs> but uh, for sure, hunting's a big one. Uh, communicating about the W, so like when... More like how long are you doing it when you're leaving, when you're getting back, or when you estimate to get back. 
uh, where, basically, what are you going and hunting in this marsh or this area? Sometimes you don't really know, but if you can give a general idea, that's a big help. What time? You know, I'm leaving at 3 a.m. I'm going to get back at 1, 1 in the afternoon, or, hey, I'm hunting all day. And once they understand that, understand that they give you a lot of freedom, and then who, you know, which buddies are going with. And you got to think think of this in a different way, too, is not only is it she knows what you're doing, how you're doing it, um, there's a big safety aspect, especially those guys who have kids or ladies that have right. kids that are going out and hunting. If they know when, where, and what time, guess what? If you get in a problem or a situation that is a risk, like you lose your phone in a boat or you're out in a marsh and you get stuck or, you know, there's tons of things that are a huge safety risk when you're out hunting, especially if you're like backcountry hunting. But if they kind of have a general idea of like, oh, they're supposed to be home at one and it's three and you haven't gotten a hold of them, it starts to set off an alarm. It's like, well, maybe he lost his phone. So she gets a hold of your buddy. And it, right. okay, no problem there. But you know, if she can't get a hold of anyone, it's like, okay, it's time to sound the alarms. Well, so. that and like I tended to like actually leave it alone more during hunts when I knew what was going on. So like at the beginning, I'd always be texting you like, "What time are you getting home so I can make dinner?" Or like, "Where are you even at?" Like constantly bothering you. And now you just tell me all those W's, and I honestly just kind of like text you maybe halfway during your hunt, just asking like, Hey, how's it going? Like, did you get anything? And not just asking you a bunch of questions would irritate you like no other. So I think it goes again, both ways. It really mellows out how you handle the situation. What? What? (laughs) Uh, but to finish, I know we don't like to say this as guys, but, uh, or even gals that, when you're out hunting, sometimes you got to think about the other person and even being willing to compromise in certain situations and don't overdo it. Um, I got to a point where I was hunting max like every weekend as much as I could. And really just, I would, I would get to the point where I would tire myself out so much that I was hunting so much that even when I was, I was home with Shay that I, I wasn't able to give my best self to her when I got back because I was hunting so much that I was so tired between work and hunting that I really wasn't able to give my full self to her. Um, and when we did, when we did, you know, spend time. So you really need to think back to how much you're able to do it and how much you're able to bring on. Maybe if you're younger, you can take on more of that time. And maybe when you get older, it's like, well, maybe I should back off and not do as much or do this or, you know, be, be more picky about what you're doing. So that's just an idea, but uh, Shay, yes. Now we're talking about time here, right? What would what would you think in your in your viewpoint, like the amount of time that I should spend with you? Um, I mean, that's a funny, that's a good question. It's a big question. It is a big question. You know, I don't necessarily have like a set amount of days or hours. It's more of the fact, just like I really enjoy when we sit down on a Sunday night and we're like, Hey, what's going on this week? And we'll be like, Monday, we have this Tuesday. We have this Thursday. We have this. We'll choose a day to make sure it's like a date night where we make sure we give each other our full attention that evening. We do maybe something special. Um, but then like also during hunting season, that's when like you, I love when you communicate, like I plan on going, you know, pheasant hunting on Saturday. Um, 
evening and then maybe Sunday morning, but I'll have, you know, Saturday morning and then Sunday evening available if we want to do something. I think it's not necessarily a set amount of time that I necessarily like. I just like when we communicate what our time's going to look like. Yeah. So then we can plan time for each other. Um, and that comes along with like what I just said, date night. Those are a great way, especially during hunting season to make sure you're getting that time with each other. Um, we, actually just started doing this this year we got the idea from our church and a lot of couples there but just making sure you know we need to take time for our relationship it, that's the number one important thing in our life um, and we need to make sure that we are making that a priority and so at the beginning of the week we'll talk about our schedules and what day is date night um and we'll make sure that that night is just for us. Um, and I think that's super important for all couples. And I think that's a great way to balance just life in general, but as well as hunting. Um, and I mean, date night could literally be anything. It could be going out to dinner. It could be going to a movie. It could even be going hunting together if you guys are down to do that. Or even, this is a whole nother topic, but like taking them to the shooting range and getting them introduced into hunting um, so they can go with you more often. Or even after you come home on a Saturday morning hunt, you bring home some duck. Okay, let's make dinner together with the game you just shot. Whether that's, you know, duck jalapeno poppers or duck fajitas. You know, there's endless of recipes you can do with wild game. That's really fun not only for her but you because you're getting to eat what you just shot. Like, that's really awesome, honestly. So there's plenty of ideas for date night. And you can incorporate things that you both like and enjoy. And that will easily make you both fulfilled and making sure your commitment to each other is being filled as well. So that is my spiel on time, babe. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? Uh, as he's yawning over here. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, just understand that time balance. I think that every... Every couple has a different level of or need for time. I think that, to be to be real honest, and I, I mean honest with you, you're quite flexible compared to a lot, right. um, which is super nice. I think that you really do need to. I mean, before you get married, obviously, you you got to know that type of person and what they're willing to allow you to do. And I think you understand that boundary. I think that <clears throat> I think it depends on the person that you're with, and I. For you, I like you said, sitting down on a Sunday and saying, we kind of go through our week. The big thing is, is try to give her an idea. Um, so, like, especially during goose season, I know there's weather, weather patterns. I check even two weeks, even a month through, um, you know, month of January, February, trying to figure out when the weather patterns are supposed to pop up. And when you know there's a cold front coming in, just say, as a general, you know, hey, this Wednesday, there's going to be snow. I'm, I'm going to be hunting all day. These right. are the days that I think I'm going to be hunting. So even if you give her like uh, a heads up on when things are going to heat up, I think that's a big, big help. I think it's just with time, it really boils down to just don't come out of left field and just disappear or right. don't come out of left field and just say, oh, I'm just going to hunt all day. When I, it's not very It's not very nice to her. So yeah, being helpful. Um, and like she said on the date night thing, I, guys, I'm just going to give you a forewarning with the whole date night thing. Just be very rigid about it. 
I know that we like to compromise when there's a scenario where there's a thousand geese sitting on a field, but just make sure to, at the end of the day, when you're not hunting anymore because you're old and pooping your pants, <laughs> she's going to be helping you. So just remember that. Long story short, he's saying date night is date night. Don't try to get out of it. Don't try to say, oh, we're going to go hunting. Can we change nights? Like, make sure you choose a night that can be date night because the more and more you start canceling date night, that's when they're going to start feeling like they're not a priority anymore. Um, But something else he said, honey, and I really liked too, was that, you know, with communication – it's super important to make sure as well, like, wow, I'm losing my train of thought so bad right now. All right, never mind, guys. I Nope, okay, this deserves a, nope, nope, nope. Which one are you going to do? Green. Do green. Yep. It's gone. Bruh. Okay, that one was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad, but uh, yeah. No, I think uh, time's a big thing. What we're talking about in this whole thing is either communicating and time, um, and communicating about your priorities. You right. got to make sure that she's a priority. And there's always going to be ducks and geese for the most part. Um, but there, you, you got to remember, you got to live with your wife for, you know, I might hunt six or seven months. For a lot of people that hunt, maybe they only hunt a couple months. So you got to live with your wife for a whole year. You're <laughs> so. only doing yourself a favor, <laughs> honestly. Like yeah. the more you put into communication and time, the less you you're going to have them bothering you about it. I mean, not to sound forward, but like the more Hunter communicated to me and made date night a priority, the more that I understood, like I am a priority. I'm not going to bother him as much, or I'm not going to make the comments. I'm not important. He doesn't love me or even think those thoughts. Cause in, in all reality, I really did think those things when we first started dating. And it was only because I didn't understand his love for hunting, but just, he also didn't understand how to prioritize like, and so communication, guys, biggest thing. So good. Definitely the biggest thing. Time is definitely a big thing. Uh, the next thing you're going to probably walk in life about, uh, depending on if you're dating or married, um, is there's a pinch point with finances. Finances Ooh. are a huge thing. I mean, it, it starts off with communication. You need to kind of map out. So this is our process. I map out. Even like right now, it's off season. I start mapping out exactly what I want, what I need. I need, I'm looking at two or three cases of shells. I have an estimated value on how much I need for that. I need, um, I want two or excuse me, 10 dozen eyeball decoys, which estimated costs $1,000. And then I want either 500 to 1,000 snow goose socks that are going to cost anywhere from 14 to like 2,800. Oh, that face I'm getting right now. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh. No more. <laughs> nah. She don't like me no more. She gone. <laughs> Here it goes. <laughs> uh, but map out kind of what you need, uh, what you're wanting for the year, and plan out now. Uh, right. Plan out what you're going to need for the year because it makes it, it makes it easier on your finances long-term because you can, you know, like – Last month, I bought one case of shells. Or shell availability is is low right now because they're having a hard time pumping them out. So if you plan ahead, you can plan your finances so you're not buying everything all at once or you're not buying it off the shelf for higher retail mark price, so it's causing even bigger problem. Right. Another thing is, too, if you have everything mapped out, you can wait for sales. 
Yes, you that can, is super important. You can find sales throughout the year that you can maybe pick up some here, some there, and then you just kind of run around. Y'all, I know you don't probably like, uh, especially guys, my husband does not like Black Friday, but Black Friday, I mean, Cyber Monday is the best to get hunting stuff. Um, and it's ironic that like Cyber Monday and Black Friday is right before like Christmas as well as Hunter's birthday, because that is when I get all his gifts whether it's for Christmas or his birthday, because not only financially can I afford all the hunting things that he wants, but I actually buy the hunting stuff he needs because I know he'll use that than a buckle t-shirt that he'll probably never wear in his life. So another thing, finances, ladies, if you need gift ideas, ask him throughout the year to keep a notes in his phone, that little notes icon thingy-majig right in there, share it together, things I want and have them jot down when they think of it in there what they could use or need for hunting and get that on Black Friday. Literally, it's the smartest way finance-wise to get the best deal for your money. So, ladies, this is a big thing, too. Um, it, it goes both ways. So, Che has things that she wants for gear, um, and I, you know, she kind of has a list of what she wants, especially, like, gloves or really warm socks or heated socks uh she can make a list for me to make sure that i know what she wants and it makes it easier on both of us right that way we can kind of plan out our finances because the more planning you do the easier it gets the easier it gets the better relationship will be that's right. what this whole podcast is we want you to have a happy relationship right these are our experiences right and so what i'm going to say is don't go out and buy 10 dozen dive bombs in January <laughs> after you get on with Christmas and you have no money and throw it on a credit card. Right. That's a bad financial decision. Yeah. That's a bad moment when your wife sees that statement. It all, it's all bad. All yep. bad. All bad. She, she's going to be mad and yep. that's just kind of where it is. So plan, 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 uh, communicate about that as well. Cause right. that's a big thing. Uh, the other part of this is guys, this is a big one for me. I love to experience things that I don't normally get here in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. The th what I'm talking about is I've always dreamed of going out and going to Arkansas and hunting timber. It is phenomenal. I've always wanted to do it, so it's been a dream. Right. Shay understands that. Shay wants to love me. She wants to... I want to love you. She wants to love me. She wants to... I uh, do love you. <laughs> she wants to love me. Okay. I'm just kidding. No, she she wants to show me love by allowing me to use our finances yes. in order to go hunting. Showing love. So this is another W situation. So I'm actually planning a hunting trip right now with our buddies, uh, Jared and Dane, and maybe a couple other guys. So we're going to go walk through. When I'm going to go, it's going to be like first, second week of January. Where northeast Arkansas, we've got an outfitter picked out. Um, who set it? And then the big thing is planning the finances. Okay, I'm looking at spending $1,200 for lodging, food, and um, the guide service. I'm gonna have some tips on top of that, and then I'm gonna have some probably some extra food driving up and back or going out, and then you know, go for steaks or whatnot, and then looking at uh, shells, licenses. So you kind of run through, this is my budget. I'm going to budget out 1800 bucks or $2,000. Right. And if I can plan ahead, it's not a big of a deal. But when you start 
not planning ahead and you're just going to throw money on a debit card, pulling out of your savings or throwing on a credit card, that's when you get an unhappy wife. Unhappy wife, unhappy life. So plan those hunting <laughs> trips out. That's the other thing too is uh, if you're looking for how to get a spouse involved, that's a good one and we'll get there. But plan those hunting trips out. That way you can plan your finances out and make something right. super easy. So we, I just kind of got into it a little bit. But getting uh, getting your wife or your husband into hunting yes. is probably our next topic because we kind of touch on a couple things with the hunting trips and also the time and the communication thing. Communicating that this hunting is a priority, it is a lifestyle for you, and it's a positive thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Two, being able to spend time together and being able to balance life and hunting with the other person because you're prioritizing that person and taking them hunting. Right. Three, they understand why you're using finances out of your pool in order to experience this. So, babe, mm-hmm. how did I get you into hunting? Well, you see, I was actually a hunter, and I got you into hunting. Huntress. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, that sounds like Fifty Shades of Grey. Huntress. I was a huntress, and I enjoyed, actually, before I met you, I only knew how to hunt deer. That's all. I would go with my brother, um, and, you know, not until we started dating, I actually got into waterfowl, and so waterfowl is completely different than deer, um, and... Basically, how you got me into it was you actually just kind of threw me out there, not going to lie. You kind of were just like, let's go hunt. Uh-uh. Yes. Uh-uh. Yeah. You probably forgot then. Okay. 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 So, we first started out, we'd shoot trap and back by your parents with your Remington 870. So, we'd go out and do that. We shot trap. <laughs> and then we actually shot actual trap oh, a couple of times before that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then, and then we took you out for teal season. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Because, I mean, I wasn't used to, like, swinging my gun while shooting. And I was terrified that I was going to, like, shoot something that I wasn't supposed to shoot. And so you're like, yeah, let's try trap. It. I mean, it's somewhat the same thing. You do the same motion and swing through when shooting at a duck. And so, yes. Okay. Sorry. Thank you for reminding me. Love you. So he started from the little, or from the beginning. And I really liked that, you know, he took me trap shooting before throwing me out there like I thought he did. <laughs> but when you are introducing, for me in this situation, your spouse, like, don't don't just throw them out there unless they're down for it. And they're like, yeah, I'll just go and see what it's about. But if you really want them to get invested in this, take them trap shooting. Take them skeet or do skeet or start little and then work your way to the hunt. Because the worst thing you could do is... Take them on a hunt. You are in the zone. You're not helping them. They're not sure what they're supposed to be doing. Um, You're so intrigued in hunting that you're not focusing on, you know, educating them or even making them feel involved. And they're just kind of saying, they're like, what the heck am I supposed to do? I don't even know how to swing my gun the correct way or what's my zone. Or There's so much into hunting, especially waterfowl, that if you don't work from the small things and work your way up, it could make you not like the sport at all. And I think why I loved waterfowl so much is because we did start little. We went trap shooting and skeet. I thought I just threw you in, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. That's what I thought. This was like five years ago. Um, but 
it was really nice because once we got to the field, of course, he kind of like showed me where I need to shoot, zones, all that stuff. He taught me that kind of stuff, but I already knew, you know, how to shoot a flying animal and like I knew already some steps. I wasn't just learning it all at once. And so that made me feel more comfortable as well as enjoy the experience so much more. So biggest takeaway, baby steps. You could even incorporate that on date night. Like one night you're like, babe, let's go out to dinner and then go shoot trap. And guys, like don't buy them a, guys or girls, don't buy them a brand new gun right off the bat. Like use yours or if you have a friend that maybe is like a 20 gauge, something kind of smaller. I mean, not that it has to be that, but start a small, see if they're interested, get them to like it. Then you can, you know, start investing financially into it as well. And ultimately you could become what, you know, me and Hunter are where we go hunting a lot of times together. And I, I truly do enjoy it. I love the outdoors. My favorite time actually is literally right before shooting time when you just straight up listen to nature and look at the sun rise. It's the most incredible feeling in the world. I'm just enjoying God's creations. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of my input. What's your input on it? My input, uh, it's it starts out with communic- communicating about the personality. I mean, for you personally, you do not like the cold. Right. So you're trying to put yourself as a person. You're you When you take somebody out on your first hunt, you're going to try to put them in the most successful scenario you can personally. Right. Why that? I mean, I took Shay teal hunting because, one, she's not used to... She's not used to walking wader, so if she gets stuck in the mud and falls in the water, at least she's not freezing. Uh, put her in teal season so it is warm. Teal are usually a lot easier to get into the spread because well, mostly we get blueing teal, and 40% of the population dies each year. So four out of ten of those teal have never seen a decoy, so they tend to decoy right. a lot easier. They don't. They don't. You don't have to hide as as much. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying you can. So being able to put them in the best possible scenario. We kind of touch on this hunting trips. If you got somebody that is a first time, you know, your spouse or maybe somebody you're dating, here's a here's a thought for you. Take them to an outfitter. Give them the whole experience with being in the lodge, the camaraderie, so they get the social aspect. Mm -hmm. They really understand why you love being around the guys and um, hanging out, BSing. You know, they get the food, especially in the lodge. A lot of times they make really good food, and then they get out, and they get to go enjoy the hunt without having to do all the work. You're trying to create the most positive experience because – at the end of the day, they, you want them to see it as a positive thing, right? Right. So if you start small like that, uh, get them shooting, take them, maybe take them to an outfit or doing a hunting trip. And that's the thing is, guys, guess what? They might enjoy it, and you might be able to go on your your honeymoon trip. Or <laughs> I'm just, I'm. He did try to go I'm, hunting on our honeymoon, I'm shooting my for the moon, boys. He really tried. In Mexico, there are places that you can say at a a resort and then go hunting so i'm just saying it's possible oh my goodness or hey babe you know in our wedding anniversary is in september Mm. oh i'm just gonna sneak that in there oh (laughs) man yeah good try there buddy no Uh, i'm just kidding but uh that uh that kind of wraps up uh how we got uh shay into hunting and how to get a spouse into hunting right uh, overall in all of this, guys, I think it, it boils down to 
communicating, understanding the person you're with, you right. know, and compromising. Right. Uh, if you make it, it can be as a sim- as simple as you make it to be and as right. complicated as you want it to right. be. Right. And I married a very honest man. And guys, just be upfront with them. Be like, yo, I love hunting. I want to make it a priority this fall and spring. How can we make that work out with our relationship? And yeah. if you're just up front now, don't be an asshole. Don't be like, I'm going hunting whether you like it or not. Because now you're going to see the not so great side of the woman. And you know what? You don't want to deal with, like, you don't want to deal with that. I know Hunter doesn't want to deal with that. So you literally get what you put into it. So just communicate. Tell them when, where, how long, what time you'll be home. Maybe take them some time. Do date night. Financially talk to each other. And you're golden. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, I, I would say we're pretty golden. Yeah. We're- I mean, I don't think we ever just, like, have arguments anymore about hunting. I mean, it used to be a regular occurrence when we first started hunting. That was all we argued about. And literally, I would go home, and my mom would be like, what are you guys arguing about? Hunting? She's like, really? That's what you guys have to argue about? I'm like, yeah, and it's a big deal, Mom. Like, come on. And <laughs> she wouldn't understand. And it was a big deal. <laughs> so, literally, follow those steps. I promise you. It will show a difference in a relationship. It'll better both of you, and it will only make life easier. I That's, promise. And she kind of touched on that, and to kind of finish this up is that you're you're trying to make your own relationship better. And the other thing too is if you've got a really angry wife or girlfriend, it I'm not gonna say it or ruins husband. It. I'm not gonna say it ruins your hunt. But when you're sitting there thinking, like, I'm going to take a butt rip and want to get home. Right. That's not fun. It's just not as enjoyable. That or if you ignore her, it just makes it worse. Oh, never ignore, guys. So or ladies. Don't you're, ignore. You're just starting a fire. And so it just builds. Right. So if you can start it on the front end and really take out the fire, you know, it's, it's so it's much a, easier. It's as simple as, you know, here's a real life scenario. We have Jay signed a wedding. And she's got some prospects of signing web or weddings, and I, uh, you know, I help out and do some shooting as well. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, October, we're going into this. You're planning for this season. October's off limits. I love early duck season. It is my favorite. I'm sorry, but I'm just unavailable. Right, and then I know. I know not to make sure that Hunter will be my second shooter for that time, and to make sure that I have a backup and. It's easy as that. There's no arguments there. And so, again, communicate. That's all. It's really simple. It really is. I know it seems like a lot of work, peeps, but it's really not. Just take the extra two minutes or five minutes to talk, communicate, and life will be so much better. So, guys, I have something super exciting for you. Uh, We post on our social media going into tomorrow. We have a huge giveaway. I'm talking two hoodies, a BRH BRH Nation long sleeve. I got a Duck NATO from last year. It's a short sleeve. Then a long sleeve, one of our orange deer camp t-shirts. I've got one of our classic camo hats and the first version of the BRH hat that ever Seven items. Seven. Seven. So we're going to be giving it out to seven different people. We've got three ways that you can get entered in to the giveaway. One, Apple Podcasts. Go in there, rate, and review us. It makes a huge difference on getting our podcasts out there. Right. Two, subscribe to our YouTube. Mm-hmm. 
super helpful in getting our education out there in video form. Takes two seconds. Absolutely. And then three, like and follow our Facebook. Easy as that. And we have to finish off this podcast with a joke, babe. What so, kind of joke? What, what do you got for a joke? Fifty Shades of Hunting joke. You ready okay. for this? All right. What's Lay the cheapest type of meat in hunting? Uh, uh, bison meat. Deer balls, because they're under a buck. Oh, my God. Hey. <laughs> I love it. All oh right. Boy. Well, it was awesome talking to you guys. Talking to you, actually, my husband. And it was awesome to record this. I hope you guys like it. And stay tuned for another episode of the Big Red Hunters podcast. All right, guys. Good night. All right, y'all. Have a good night.